there's a painting my wife and I stumbled across several years ago that uh, we were both immediately drawn to and have uh, both been strangely encouraged by. Uh, the, the name of the painting is Home Sweet Home by artist Diane Dingle. And I do hope I'm, I'm pronouncing that right. Diane Dingle, D-E-N-G-E-L. Uh, the painting Home Sweet Home. Sometime you might Google that description to, to see a picture of what I'm talking about. To try and describe it to you, it's a painting of what I have to assume is a small old farmhouse bedroom uh, with a husband and wife sound asleep in bed, uh, along with their six young children piled in bed with them. The size of the bed doesn't appear to be much larger than a full-width mattress, so uh, in order for everyone to fit, uh, you see three of the kids burrowed in at the foot of the bed, one with his feet dangling off the side of the bed, while the other three kids are cuddled up closer to mom and dad, either resting literally on top of them or, or balancing right up to the edge of the mattress. Uh, at, at first glance, one might think the reason everyone is piled up together is because the family is poor, and, and, and perhaps not everyone has their own bedroom. Clues of the family's poverty in the painting can be seen in the fact that the bed in view is is lacking a proper footboard and and shows the mattress frame resting on a couple of large bricks. Uh, Instead of a proper curtain over the window, there's an old dangling newspaper helping to block the light. The old wood stove in the corner of the room has a stovepipe that seems to be leaning to the side, suggesting a a, a fitting of some kind has, has come loose closer to the ceiling. Speaking of the ceiling, or or more accurately, the roof above it, there's a, a clear leak happening somewhere out of frame because there's a steady dripping of water coming down into the room. Uh, and, and I guess as a kind of comical element to the whole picture, the father has propped up an umbrella over the bed to divert some of that dripping from falling on top of them. So that the house is clearly not in the best shape, implying the family isn't on the wealthiest end of the scale. However, if you study the painting just a little closer, I I think you have to rule out that it's on account of their poverty that the whole family is piled up together. Because uh, if if there was only one bed in the house, one would have to wonder how the man and his wife have have found the needed alone time to produce the six kids that they have, if, if you know what I mean. Another assumption might be that it's cold in the house and, and everyone is piled up for warmth, uh, especially with the, the view of that old wood stove in the corner. Um, and there appears to be even an old family quilt they're all tucked in under. Uh, but, but there again, you have to rule it out because the window with the dangling newspaper is clearly open in the painting with uh, two morning birds sitting on the windowsill uh, and a blooming flower bush in the background. You also know the kids uh, aren't overly cold because the pairs of, of, of bare feet dangling over the edges of, of the bed. Uh, so uh, wh- why are they all piled together? Well, uh, I'll, I'll give you two reasons I like to imagine. Uh, the, the first is on account of that dripping water from the roof. Uh, clearly, it has rained during the night, p- perhaps during a passing thunderstorm. If the kids in in the painting are anything like mine, all it took was a a couple claps of of thunder for them to all come running into mom and dad's room for comfort. Uh, The the other theory I have is that it's it's simply part of the morning ritual this family enjoys. Uh, As as the sun comes up on the old farm, perhaps the, the kids are in the habit of jumping in with their parents to share some early morning snuggles before they get started with their morning chores. Uh, regardless of, of what the artist intends for you to imagine with, with all the details she includes in the painting, uh, what one impression I think is clear, and that is, despite the poor conditions the family 
lives in, uh, including that, that stream of dripping rain penetrating into the room. Everyone in the picture has a clear smile on their face as, as they've all fallen back to sleep next to, to one another and, and take genuine comfort in one another's presence. That uh, They are, without a doubt, content to be together and uh, show no signs of dissatisfaction with their poor circumstances. Again, the, the name of the painting is Home Sweet Home by artist Diane Dingle. Well, as I said before, Amy and I really appreciate the painting, per- perhaps because... Uh, we've lived it. <laughs> uh, sometime we'll do an episode on our journey as homesteaders, particularly when we first got started, um, having just built our house from the ground up and having uh, needed to to move into it before everything was completely finished. Uh, we, we've experienced the bare mattress on the unfinished plywood floor. We've experienced the tacked up sheets over the curtainless window. We've dealt with the dripping roof uh, and, and the pipe fittings that don't fit as, as tightly as you had planned. The list goes on and on. We, we've got some stories to tell. And uh, while I can't claim to you that we've kept a smile on our face the whole time or that the sponge bathing <laughs> that we've had to do in front of a wood stove in the dead of winter when our tankless water heater couldn't keep up um, is, is something that we necessarily wish to repeat, Amy and I have discovered something. Uh, through all the ups and downs that that we wish we could pass on to more families. And and what we've discovered is this, that true joy and contentment in life is, is not dependent on one's circumstances, but has everything to do with one's contentment in Christ. Uh, chiefly in, in the redemption and the saving grace we receive through him, but but I would argue also in the common grace we receive from him in life's simple blessings that point us to God's love and care for us. Writing to the Philippian church about the concern they uh, evidently had for the hardships and, and rough circumstances that Paul and his team had had endured during their missionary journeys, at one point he writes, uh, and this is Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 through 13, he says, Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So, what is the secret? How can one be content in whatever situation they're in? How can a family be at peace and find rest even while the roof is leaking? Or, even as the, the check engine light clicks back on or as the biopsy report comes back with less than desirable results or, or whatever issue it might be. How do we handle all the ups and downs with an abiding attitude of joy and contentment? Paul tells us the, the secret is found in Christ himself. Uh, particularly, we know he, he's talking about the discovery of redemption in Christ, that is forgiveness and reconciliation to God. Those who truly discover that spiritual experience and, and, and further come to understand the eternal implications of it are able to see their circumstances with a much broader lens and I believe are able to keep it all in proper perspective. I mean, what what is a leaking roof compared to the waterfall of goodness that comes in knowing God for all eternity? 
Well, in in addition to the discovery of redemption, I I believe contentment is also found in better appreciating the the examples of the common everyday grace we receive from Christ and life's simple blessings that that point us to God's love and care for us. Whether that's the the love and care shared between a man and his wife or between a parent and their child or, or in the enjoyment of the blooming flowers outside the window or the songs of morning birds, God has blessed us in life with all manner of examples of his grace intended for our good and ultimately for his glory. I believe one of the the big reasons couples, families, individuals appear to be so miserable in life isn't on account of of not having steak regularly on the menu for dinner or not having acquired that ideal dream home. The, The reason they live their lives in misery is because they don't appreciate the value and the joy of what's right in front of them in what God has given them. And and as a result, they, they undervalue and ultimately neglect what is right in front of them, allowing it to fall apart in what becomes a vain pursuit to build up whatever preferred lifestyle they've chosen to adopt for themselves. A couple of, of proverbs that I believe help paint the picture. Uh, proverbs 15 verse 17 says, Better a dish of vegetables where there is love than a fattened ox with hatred. Proverbs 17, verse 1, better a dry morsel in quietness than a house full of feasting with strife. Proverbs 21, verse 19, better to live in the desert than with a contentious and ill-tempered wife. Proverbs 25, verse 24, better to live on a corner of the roof than to share a house with a quarrelsome wife. Here's the, the big question, which is better? to afford expensive foods and the experience of fine dining, or to be loved by others. Which is better, to have the best and most comfortable living accommodations, or to enjoy a really good relationship with your wife? I'll tell you, Amy and I are discovering which of those are better investments to make. It's not to say it's it's a bad thing to, to set aside money for expensive foods or to work towards an, a nicer home uh, or, or whatever you equate with having better circumstances, but the warning is to not pursue those better circumstances uh, at the neglect of that which God has already given you to enjoy and to devote your attention to. The, the, the key isn't to dwell on the things we don't have but would enjoy if we did but to enjoy as much as we can the things we do have for as long as we have them. If you aren't able to grasp that concept, Diane Dingle's painting won't make any sense to you. It it won't make any sense that anyone in such poverty could have such smiles on their faces. But I tell you, if if you can grasp that concept, if, if you can learn the secret of contentment in any and every circumstance, the, the, the vegetables shared in love, the, the, the morsel shared in quietness, the desert tent or rooftop shack shared with the happy spouse will be far sweeter to you than any grander lifestyle you would choose for yourself. I'll stop there and, and, and hope this episode was an encouragement. Uh, I invite you to like and subscribe to our channel if you haven't already. I, I also invite you to comment sometime on, on one of our episodes and, and let us know you're listening. Until next time, thank you for listening, and God bless.